Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? We're about to find out with a great man, Sammy H. Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Um, welcome back. What we a had a great show. day on Friday. We did. Uh, at, at Balmy Palmy. That's mm. what I call it, Balmy Palmy. It was a very balmy, chilly, uh, breezy. Breezy. Friday afternoon. And then uh, I got to stay at a luxury <laughs> suite on Friday evening. Tell us about that. Oh, oh look, it, it was one of your classic stitch-ups. Um when you read the description of the, um, and I won't talk about the particular establishment staff, but when you read the description, you know, uh, Plasma TV, um, you know, full uh, full kitchen, um, couch, two beds, etc. Um, I get into the room, well actually the, the building itself was a red flag, but I get into the room and the first thing you want to do is check out your TV, right? First do thing. A bit of sport on, tuck in for the evening, throw on the telly. I go into the bedroom. And the TV is sitting in the top left-hand corner, and I mean, twenty-inch at best. It, you know, we're talking your sort of fifteen-inch security camera panel is about the size of the TV in the top left corner. <laughs> certainly not a plasma, Steph. Certainly not a plasma. Um, and right tucked up in the top left corner, like you can't move it, you can't sort of jut it out or anything. It was it was weird. Reminded me of that episode of The Office for people that are fans, where Michael Scott has his plasma TV screen on the wall. So that was issue number one. Issue number two, I thought, okay, we'll screw it. I'll sit on the couch and watch the TV in the living room. So I go up to the couch, Steph, and um, that. It, <laughs> The stains. There'd been a murder. The, there'd almost been a murder. Um, certainly some exchanging of bodily fluids in some way um, <laughs> with that couch and a human being. And uh, the TV that I would have been watching should I have been sitting on that couch was a big upgrade of about 10 inches. So we're at 22 now. Um, yeah, small little screen plugged into the skybox and the DVD player. And the other funny thing was there was a double bed and a single bed. And... The single bed was the one with all the towels and like the body wash and everything on it. As if like I'm not going to use the double. Like it's one guy. He'll sleep in the single. Here's all your stuff. It was a big slap in the face. Um, big shout out to our team here for organising that accommodation, which apparently has been red flagged now, staff, on our travel book. So mm. <laughs> never again. Not very good quality. Yeah, but hey, um, maybe I should have slept in the rental because the rental car was very plush yeah, and unnecessary. <laughs> Another story. <laughs> another story for another day. Um, let's go to the United States, shall we? Let's go to Massachusetts. Great Not place. Boston, but Walburn, Massachusetts. And uh, it's quite fitting given that it's Thanksgiving at the moment mm. over in America, or it has been over the weekend, because there are some menacing turkeys on the loose in Walburn, Massachusetts, led by their fearless leader, Kevin. <laughs> five, Kevin the turkey. Five birds. Uh, have spent a lot of time over the last week terrorising uh, residents of Woburn, Massachusetts, uh, apparently chasing them out when they're running along the pa- uh, the pavement, even running after the cars, staff. And one person is convinced that they're trying to pop their tyres. Uh, Megan Tolson, who has been a particular target for the five turkeys, uh, gave the turkeys the names, and the ringleader apparently is Kevin. Uh, the women are a bit more mellow, not so territorial, uh, but... She reckons that he gets a bit amped on it, you know, showing off mm-hmm. to the females, and he's really defensive and quite territorial. Uh, so apparently they're up at 6 a.m. on the lawn, chasing people around, trying to pop the tyres. Um, 
apparently this is because turkeys can become quite, I think it's habituated to humans. So the regularity of them and they get fed all the time that they just get used to you and they're not scared of you anymore. Um, and I just think, given that it was Thanksgiving, Kevin knew what was about to happen, didn't he? He, knew what he, was, he was just protecting the girls. Mm. So big kudos to Kev. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how that story ended, Steph. It's, it's Monday. What's, what's it? Sunday US time now. We'll they finished all their Thanksgiving. Mm. They might be fattening up for 2023. Mm. Mm. But good on you, Kevin, for taking up for taking a stand and shoving it back in the face of all those people who love to stuff you <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a last Thursday of November. Um, to uh, well, sticking in the US and to our regular weekly. Uh, suing story yep. out of the US. Who's a woman, suing who? A woman is suing um, a microwave mac and cheese company over deceptive labelling staff. She uh, bought a number of items, this particular mac and cheese product, between October and November. Um, the plaintiff saw the mac and cheese was stated as being ready in three and a half minutes. But after putting it to the test, she since argued the timing is inaccurate. Within the lawsuit, she contests that the mac and cheese takes just three and a half minutes to make, yes, as the other steps leading up to following it and being microwaved aren't accounted for it within that time frame. So, yeah, it takes three and a half minutes to microwave, but you've got to take it out of the packet, you've got to peel it back, you put it into a bowl, you've got to let it cool down, pour in some liquid, you've got to cool it down. Um, so she states in her lawsuit, here's what the instructions read. Remove lid, add water, filter line, stir, microwave, uncovered, on high, three and a half minutes. Do not drain. Stir in contents of cheese sauce pouch. Cheese sauce will thicken upon standing. It says that consumers seeing the ready in three and a half minutes will believe that that represents the total amount of time it takes to prepare the product, meaning from the moment it is unopened to the moment it is ready for consumption. She is seeking $5 million, Steph, in uh, punitive damages as well as interest and other quote-unquote costs. Uh, She is saying that it is false advertising. It is misleading. Funnily enough, uh, she has also stated in the lawsuit that she will continue to buy the product. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants it to. She just wants it to be fixed. God, that's got to be out there, isn't it? Staff is one of the one of the most petty that is litigations you'll see in the United States. Yeah. And finally, did you notice the uh, Morocco goalkeeper? The story floating around the Moroccan goalkeeper who went out onto the field for Morocco against um, Belgium, sang the anthem, shook everyone's hands, was on the starting eleven, and then disappeared. Didn't, didn't take the field. It actually took the commentators 38 minutes to realise that it wasn't the starting goalkeeper in the net. Um, well, now the um, the story's come out that apparently he was suffering from dizziness, severe dizziness before the match and nearly collapsed. So he did go out onto the field with the team, shake hands, take off the tracksuit, sing the anthem. But then that's as far as it went from. And he just subbed himself off, said, I'm out, coach. Went back into the dressing room. But it was a very bizarre that story. Is, I thought you were going to say seek to silence. No, or yeah, everyone was like wondering what on earth's <clears> going <throat> on. The man's just gone missing. Mm. Maybe he wasn't going to cave to the, the pressures of some sort of illegal betting chain. Mm. And he just randomly disappeared. Uh, do you want a fact? I'd love one. I really like this one, actually. It's a story. It's a fact story. It's a fory. Mm. <laughs> a villager in China. Uh, the man whose surname is Ran, or Ran, um, don't actually have his first name here, Steph, um, claimed that a friend gave him a tool back in the early 1980s. Um, and for 25 years, he thought it was um, something you crack walnuts with. And that's exactly what he used it for, cracking walnuts. Actually, it turns out after 25 years uh, that it was a hand grenade. <laughs> and he was cracking his walnuts with a hand grenade. Um, and the way he found out... 
um, apparently was the a government, there was some sort of government flyer that came out and he noticed the grenade on the government flyer and was like, that's my, that's, my, that's my walnut cracker. And it, uh, yeah, he's been using a, a grenade. No, I'm not sure if it was live or dead. Probably would have been dead at that stage, oh, wouldn't it? 25 years. But so um, yeah, decent bit of equipment. Um, making a quick return with only a few seconds left. Florida man. Oh, go on. A Florida man's been accused of stealing from a Walmart. He stole $200 worth of clothes. And when the police came to arrest him, he said, don't worry, I own Walmart. It's all good. And he was lying. Didn't own Walmart, but he thought he'd get away with it. He didn't get away with it, did he? Florida man. No, he's been arrested. Oh, sure. Serving time back in the mine.